Blog Talk Radio. At Five Star HVAC Contractors, we know how important it is to be comfortable in your own home. That's why we make it a priority to get your air conditioner or heater running quickly and efficiently. We know what it takes to keep you comfortable this summer season. So now's the time to get a full AC tune-up. Call us today for a $45 service call to have a qualified technician come to your home. Also, new complete systems installed with zero down and zero interest for 12 months. No minimum monthly payment. So give us a call at 5 Star HVAC Contractors at 214-457-8441. That's 214-457-8441. And tell them Sunny sent you. Things aren't working at all. God, I hope this is not an indication on how the day's going to go here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. This is a complete and utter bummer. I'm going to try to find out if this is a uh, huge problem within uh, Blog Talk Radio, which would be no great big surprise um, as far as that is concerned. Because let's see, let's push this button. Uh, Yeah, we're having some huge problems. All right, let's find out if it's a huge problem everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta love Block Talk Radio. Hold on. Check, check. All right, yep. Uh, Blog Talk Radio and their files are all messed up here today as we are here, so I usually have my intro come on. Not there, so I am on air, by the way. I know I just checked as I called in to make sure everything is good. Um, They're having some problems over at Blog Talk Radio. That being said, um, there was no problems with Blog Talk Radio on Thursday for my locals. Um, That was a – we had 12,000 people at Hobie Johnson Stadium problem as everybody was online. And unfortunately, we did not have a hard wire. Uh, If we had a hard wire, we would have been on air. That having been said, I did record our broadcast. I always record our broadcast on on sometime on Monday. Uh, We'll have that up if you want to go back and listen to the monstrosity. That was unfortunately the rally at Eagles on Friday night. Uh, Didn't play well. And they know it. They'll be the first to tell you that. And they got beat by the Saxe Mustangs 33 to 7. Um, so, that having been said, it is what it is. There's nothing we can do about that portion of it um, except uh, put up the backup uh, on the recording. So, but we are here. We're here on our regular show. It's Sunday. It is that being said, it is our weekly show. And I'm not sure. There's just a lot of things going on. 
with Blog Talk Radio. And it's so much so that we are not even showing my call in, which is the way I was checking and making sure that it is working. Uh, so um, I'm hoping that Blog Talk Radio will get this all set and squared away as sometimes they have a lot of problems and it may say that we are offline. I'm not sure. But as long as it's going through on the phone, and it is, even at this time when it says that I cannot find the server, uh, we're still connected. We're still going here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. That having been said, it is Sunday morning, and we're going to talk about the games. But first, let's talk about the Raleigh Eagles taking the loss on Friday night. Um, A big night for Garland ISD, big night for uh, Rowlett Eagles football. Of course, that's our our team, our fan. Um, so I'm really confused about this. I'm going to try a for the first time. I'm going to try a different browser and see if we can get up and running through a different browser. Um, hopefully, that is the case, and we're just having some problems here from the. Uh, there it is, Blog Talk Radio. We'll square it away. See, this is a problem when you don't have a producer and don't have anybody else can do the work. It's really frustrating. Really frustrating. It's making me mad. But it is what it is. It's. Uh, but I'm up on air. It may not come up on the screen. I don't even have Blog Talk Radio on my screen. I'm not going to be able to pull up anybody or anything, I don't think. As I'll try a different one. Nope, it's it it's Blog Talk Radio. Oh, actually, it's my internet connection. I am not connected to anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really makes for a hard day here. It, it's it's Blog Talk Radio. It's an actual problem on Blog Talk Radio. So I'm glad it's not me because a lot of time I'm actually hardwired here. So it's definitely not me um, as far as what we are doing on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Um, that having been said, oh, geez, forget it. I'm not even going to mess with Blog Talk Radio. My hosts, um, if you can get in um, – I will send um, Cuervo a message and let him know about the password and everything else. Um, and let's see here. Uh, put a yell out to everybody. Then give me two seconds, folks, while I try to take care of this business.
All right. We're going to try to do this, and hopefully the Internet is not going to be a problem with us. We are still up on air, at least as far as I'm hearing. Yes, up on my phone. So the phone, uh, the backup plan phone, it says that we're on. I'm hearing myself through the phone. So uh, we'll go ahead and we'll try to solve this problem as soon as possible here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Thank you, Blog Talk Radio, for all your help here on uh, our uh, show. Of course, that was being very facetious of me. Yes, I get it. Um, but man, oh man, this this is craziness that happens here um, from Blog Talk Radio. So I'm not sure how many people are going to be able to hear this or what. So um, so much so. All right, here's what I'm going to do. Folks, I am going to go ahead and I'm going to close down this episode of the show. We're going to try to come back at 9.15. Actually, mark that. I know how to solve the problem. We're not going anywhere. Hold on once. We are going to take a quick break. You will hear dead air, but I will get this squared away right. I think I know how to handle it. technical problems, but we are done. All set and ready to rock and roll. Sounded really good. Awesome. That's what we do here. All right. Thanks, Blog Talk Radio, for screwing up everything, but we are back up on there here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Thanks for taking the time and holding through for those that listen. Getting started, as I probably wasn't even on air, so we're going to go ahead and do this. Rowlett Eagles, unfortunately, take the loss on Friday night, 33-7. So uh, the Rowlett Eagles are going to lick their wounds and try to come back next week as they take on Lakeview Centennial, the Patriots. I'm going to tell you right now, this one's going to be a tough one for the Rowlett Eagles. So it just depends on their mentality coming out in this game because last week's loss against a very good football team, now they go up against another good football team, that being the Lakeview Centennial Patriots. It's got to get back to business. So that's for my locals, and I am sorry. That was not a blog talk radio problem. That wasn't a Sonny Clark problem or a couch potato sports show. That was everybody, you know, about oh, around uh, 12,000 people on the networks 
to where we couldn't even get in and get us up and going. So uh, we had one hell of a time to try to get up on there. And there's Brian. Um, I think, let me see here. I'll let Brian know. I am up. No need. Thanks. All right. I'm letting uh, Brian know about what's going on. There we go. I'm up and there. So Brian might be joining us here any minute here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the NFL because there's some interesting things going on as far as games are concerned. And one of the things is just knowing what's going on, who's playing, who's not. And we can talk about them all day long, but there are teams that are on the bye in week number seven, Carolina and Dallas on the bye this week. So that having been said, that's good. Big time good. Uh, especially with Dallas going in on the uh, bye with a victory. Carolina going in on the bye, they just need, they just need a break. So uh, some good stuff going on there. But we are here. We're going to be doing our thing here as far as uh, running through, getting all set here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We will talk about anything and everything. Let's talk about the first game that's up on board here. And there is – and I'm going to bring him in here because he was going to help me, but we got back up online as we had to fight it as – a good, good friend does. He brings and tries to help me get squared away. It's the good old boy himself. It's Brian Tarvin from Way in Sports Talk. Good morning, Brian. How are you? Good morning, Sonny. It's, it's cooling down outside. It, it's it, it's a beautiful day outside. It's football weather, isn't it? Finally, yes. We're at the end of October. Finally, we get some football weather. And that's what we need. We need some football because I'm going to tell you right now, uh, it's with it being so hot, it's almost not enjoyable to watch the games in reality. So it's always nice to be able to have a cool game um, because then there's really no excuses for football teams losing games. And, and I guess I got to ask, how are you feeling right now? I mean, you're a Carolina Panther fan. You are really struggling to hold on to a lot of positivity going through this season for the rest of the season with Carolina being on the bye. Is this a good thing or should they be on the football field? I think they need to be on the football field, Sonny, but I mean, what their, their issues are not fixable during the regular season. I mean, they're, I don't think you'll see much better out of this team. You're going to see them win some games, but you're also going to see them struggle defensively and lose. So, I just don't think you can fix it. It's a personnel issue. It's um, not really coaching. There's nothing you can coach them up or anything like that. It's just a, a bad time to be a Panthers fan right now. I mean, to go from the Super Bowl to this, and then your own quarterback still hasn't grown up enough to be a man and answer some difficult questions after a, after a game. I, I get it. You don't like to lose, Cam. I get it. Nobody does. But be a man. Jeez. And, I just think that locker room's coming apart, and I think Ron Rivera needs to be reevaluated. I just you, you let Norman go like that without any kind of seeing what can happen, and now you see. I don't see him getting better every week, Sonny. I see him going back every week. They're getting worse every week. Well, and that's too bad because really, if you see what the Carolina Panthers did last year, 
you kind of thought of this football team as quite possibly being a team to reckon with for years to come, didn't you? Yeah, but they have to go back and they have to draft well defensively, and they need to they need to hit a home run in the free agent market or something. They need to get a lockdown corner. I don't think those are easy to find. So their best bet is to go into the draft and draft some kid out of Florida, somebody that plays in the SEC that's playing corner that's real real physical. They can they can shut down a number one, but I don't think it's fixable this year. You look at it, there's the their toughest schedules remaining. It's not – I mean, they're, what are they, one and five right now? Now, the Falcons can blow it. We know the Falcons, their history of going down. I mean, it could, could Carolina come back and win eight games and win the division? Yes, it's possible. But I just don't see them getting to eight games, Sonny. That's the problem. They can't stop anybody. I mean, Drew Brees right. picked them apart. I mean, he picked them apart. And Tampa beat them. And, and, and that's the thing. Even with Cam out, you should not lose at home to Tampa Bay on Monday Night Football. And your defense no is not good enough to make the plays. So, I just think Denver knocked the piss out of them twice in a row, and I don't think they've ever recovered, honestly. And they're lucky to beat San Francisco. San Francisco cut it to within a touchdown on them, or they could have lost that one. We could be sitting here talking about an 0-6 Carolina team. So, absolutely, I just think Denver absolutely. took a lot out of them, Sonny. Denver took a lot out of them. You bet. I think you're absolutely right. That is a, a situation going on there uh, for the – you know, Super Bowl champions just not being able to get the job done out on the football field. I look at this as a, a, the bye week being a come to Jesus week. I mean, you didn't lose. Okay, so now you can go out there and say, well, we didn't lose last week. Obviously, you didn't play, but that's irrelevant <laughs> at that point. So uh, maybe they can find it, build a little bit more up on that as far as that is concerned. So, and here's what we're going to do just really quick, Tarvin. I'm going to jump into my first ads. i got to warm up my coffee. My God, it's cold because I've been fighting with Love Talk Radio all this morning. I got that part fixed. So we're going to do this. We're going to jump in, and then we're going to jump into these games. Jay, able to hang on, or you got to bail out here? Yeah, I can talk some college if you want me to or whatever you need me to do. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. Oh, no, i got to run the ad. So uh, we're going to take a uh, three-minute oh, and 51-second break, okay? And then um, we'll get back up and we'll hit this NFL rolling with the games that are on the schedule, okay? All right, buddy. All right, we'll hit these commercials. We'll be back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. If you're like me, you want your hot coffee in the morning. But as it's getting closer to summer and getting hotter outside, you'll want something more refreshing and cold. With a surefire menu of cold drinks, Scooters is sure to satisfy. Whether it's iced coffees, blenders, smoothies, or even cold tea, check out Scooters Coffee located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive-through so you're sure to get in and out real quick and on to your business. That's Scooters Coffee located in the Timberlake Shopping Center in Rowlett. 
Let Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your at Eagles, letting you know about Palio's Italian Restaurant, located at Del Rock in the 66. Make sure you get the opportunity to taste the Palio's Gourmet Pizza on their Facebook. There are many opportunities to find out about getting a free pizza or just take a taste of some of the other Italian plates that they have. That's Palio's Pizza, located at 6702 Doll Rock Road, number 122, or give them a call at 214-703-9711. At Five Star HVAC Contractors, we know how important it is to be comfortable in your own home. That's why we make it a priority to get your air conditioner or heater running quickly and efficiently. We know what it takes to keep you comfortable this summer season. So now's the time to get a full AC tune-up. Call us today for a $45 service call to have a qualified technician come to your home. Also, new complete systems installed with zero down and zero interest for 12 months. No minimum monthly payment. So give us a call at 5 Star HVAC Contractors at 214-457-8441. That's 214-457-8441. And tell them Sonny sent you. All right, we are back on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Sonny Clark, this working man in sports radio, as we are here covering the NFL week number seven. Got all those technical difficulties out of the way, thank goodness, because they were irritating the snout out of me. So now we can talk about the games at hand. So let's do this. Let's kick it off. Let's talk about... Uh, the game that I, I'm really liking uh, here this week, I especially I got a bet on. So I like this game as far as what I'm looking at. And when you're looking for a good bet, you got to find out who's good, who's not, why they are, why they're not. And right now the Jets are not a good football team at all. And the Jets are getting the, – the Jets are giving Baltimore points. And, and I don't care if it's one, which is what it is, okay? And that's what the deal is. The, the Baltimore Ravens are getting one point against the Jets. That having been said, the Ravens on a three-game losing skid, they got to get out of that. And then the Jets, they're one and five out on the season. Right now, as far as that AFC North division is concerned, the Baltimore Ravens have to get a victory this week. So there's a hint of desperation, but you got a good coach in John Harbaugh taking on a football team in the Jets that have no identity, no quarterback, no nothing, so much so that Tony Romo is in a lot of uh, trade talk rumors going on to get him over to New York. That hasn't been said, uh, Tarvin. This game here is so important for the Baltimore Ravens to get back up on track. 
Yeah, it is. But I think, I think, Sonny, they're looking at a disadvantage today going on the road against the Jets. Um, I know Baltimore, sometimes when you need that win so bad that you, it can be counterproductive. And um, you can play kind of in desperation this early. I, I, Jets are favored at home in this game, and I think they should be. But it's still, it's not even a field goal. Um, coaching, you have to go with Harbaugh. Baltimore must win situations. They always seem to win when it's time to win. So I'm going to go with the Jets, Sonny, in this game, but I can see your point. You took the Ravens plus what? what how many points did you get? I, I, well, I, well, I'm looking at that where I put my bet down. Here it is. All right. I took the Ravens in this game, um, and I get two. So um, as far as the bet is concerned, I think it's a pretty safe bet. Um, but looking at this game and where it's going, I mean, as far as Baltimore is concerned, you, you can look at it. The last time Geno Smith faced Baltimore, it was his 11th start in his rookie season in 2013, and they were all over him like white on rice. I'm telling you, he threw two interceptions, um, and they lost 19-3. to That number really interested me. 19 to 3. Because in reality, they should have smoked them. Really, they should have smoked them. And what is it all about as far as the Jets were concerned? And at that time, Rex Ryan, uh, it's about defense. Now, th- there's no change in that philosophy right there. The defense is there. But the Jets offensively cannot get their footing at all. I just, I have never seen anything like it. But Fitzpatrick, he was benched Wednesday, by the way. So uh, the backup quarterback is going to be in, uh, at least for now. Um, So I'm not sure how that's going to play out. Smith, um, so Geno Smith is in. And that's another reason why you can't feel comfortable if you're a Jet fan. Um, Fitzpatrick, since he's been benched, I mean, he's got his money, so he don't really care. Bench me. I mean, he's getting, what, I think 12 million bucks. Go ahead, bench me. But – Right now, Joe Flacco, he's been, he's been sacked 11 times over the last three games. And they, what are they? Those are all losses as well. So they've got to be, figure out a way to prevent those uh, linebackers and those defensive ends getting to Joe Flacco. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, you know, I look at the Jets, and is it, is it, is it fair for me to say that they've underachieved this year, Sonny? Is that a fair statement? Absolutely. I mean, just based off what – I mean, the Jets are supposed to be contenders this year in the East. Am I correct? I mean, in the, they're in the, supposed in the four game to be. Yeah, with the four-game suspension to Brady and everything like that, this was the team that I looked at to be the second-place finisher, if not compete with New England. But I don't know, Sonny. Who did – I'm sorry. I'm trying to remember. I'm going back. I shouldn't ask you this. Who did the Jets play last week is what I'm trying to figure out. I I don't know. I have to look at the schedule because I don't have that up in front of me on who they played last week. Don't worry about it. Um, I just just really like the Jets today, man, to to beat Baltimore. And I think the consensus is a lot of people are are picking Baltimore because of the must-win situation. And uh, I think this is a must-win for New York as well. So being at home, noon kickoff like it like it always is, it's going to be kind of cool. Twenty mile per hour gusty winds. Um, I just like the Jets because you got to remember, Flacco likes to throw the ball a lot, and that wind when that's yeah. gusting is just tough. The Jets are more of a running team. They have 
They can they can run the football better at home and play defense. I just I just think all five points in New York. I hate to to rain on your parade and your bed. And I'm not saying you're going to lose it because my God, if you've listened to me, if you've listened to me, if you've listened to me predict NFL this year, you're wondering. Well, hell, I'm going to place a bet on the Ravens right now. But, uh, <laughs> listen, listen, I know that because my picks have been not good at all. They've been. Horrible this season as far as figuring out who's gonna, and that's just a who's gonna win. Never mind a bet. Uh, so I, I get what you're saying. Can I ask you something, Sonny? Is in last year sure. the NFL, and this may be because Carolina sucks. Maybe that's why. But I have not found any enjoyment this year in the NFL, and and I don't know if its quarterback play is terrible. I don't know if all the bad teams are up at the top and the good teams suck. I mean, I just don't know what it is. Have you noticed the drop-off? I know viewership's down. The numbers are down in the NFL. But for some reason, I just haven't really – these matchups don't intrigue me as much as they used to. There's just something wrong well, somewhere. I, well, I don't know. Is it because such bad games are being focused in on? And maybe that's where I look at it. Bad games are being focused in. I mean, the Bears were on prime time, for God's sake. And they're going to be on Monday Night Football again. I mean, this is a horrible football team. And who – it's just like – it makes me wonder who makes the decisions on what game's going to be up there and what's not. Are are they trying to get you to watch the sucky games? Is that what's going on? I mean, you you need to have the more marquee games. Definitely. I remember Monday Night Football, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, they had the marquee game of the week. And and, yep. and you wished you could see it on Sunday, but it was Monday Night Football, or for that fact, uh, you know Sunday Night Football. I think they, the fact that they added Thursday Night Football, it was nice for a while, but it's too much. And I think they should have kept it on uh, Sunday Football. You get the Sunday Night game and the Monday Night game. I think that one day makes a big difference, but at the same time, yeah. the scheduling for these games are horrible. Well, the Thursday night games at least are division games, and they're, you know, they're they're important games, which is weird. Uh, on a Thursday night, you're seeing like the Steelers and the Bengals play or something, you know, something in the division that means a lot. On Monday night, you could see the sorry Panthers versus the Bears or something. I think they need to go back and and revisit the way they choose Monday night and make it like Sunday night. Sunday night gets their chance to to come in and say, okay, we're gonna put the best game of the night. Tonight, we get Arizona-Seattle on Sunday night football. By far the best game of the day, in my opinion, to be able to see these two division rivals go at it. But it's just, you're right, Monday night football, I haven't watched it one time this year. It sucks. I mean, it's just terrible. I don't blame you. I don't. It's bad football on Monday Night Football, and like I said, that was the marquee game of the week, and and I think the NFL is really kind of dropping the ball on that when it comes to figuring out what games to put out there, and they're just not doing a good job. Hell, here's the thing. These are This is a billion-dollar corporation, and here I'm telling you I can schedule games on big nights, uh, each week, I could tell you what game is going to be the best one. Whoever thought the Bears were were a, a situation, all you have to do is watch them last year. This is not a good football team. You can see by the personnel out on the football field that it's not a good football team. Jay Cutler's horrible, and you know 
you, you just don't put that game on Monday Night Football. So I'm trying to figure out the scheduling, why it's so bad, and once they are able to figure out how to get that part of it done, then I will go ahead and I will work with watching it. But I'm like you. I haven't watched any Monday Night Football games. Haven't wanted to, and that's the huge thing. But – on Sunday, I'm on red zone. Why? Because they go to every single game, not just one game, mm-hmm. every single game. That's the reason why I like it. Um, and I'm not barraged with all the commercials. And that is I, what I think. And Cuban said it the best, I think. And I read this article and I loved it. We're being saturated with the NFL. It's the only sport. And um, uh, the godfather of fantasy sports, Lenny Melnick, and some other baseball fans, I mean, people now are turning to baseball right now because obviously the big story is the Cubs. They're forever cursed. They're not going to win. Cleveland's going to be the champions. But – that and, and uh, Cuervo's not here, so I don't have to. I just looked over and make sure he wasn't in the uh, in the uh, screening room. Uh, but hey, that I'm, I'm been ready said. for Charlie Sheen. I'm ready for Charlie Sheen to throw out that first pitch, Sonny. Wow, Are they going to do that? I read the story. Are they going to do it? I don't know. I would. I mean, I'd bring the whole Major League crew back. The one that played in the movie, Serrano, Willie yes. Mays, Hayes, all of them, because. This is, to me, I know the markets, everybody's a Cubs fan, you know, but I think this World Series is going to be great to watch. I'm excited to see two teams that, that haven't been there in forever. I mean, that's exciting stuff. Well, then you well, have the Cleveland's been there. They, didn't they win a championship in the last well, 10 years, Cleveland? No, no, I don't think no, so. No, they were in the series, so. though. They were they, in, they, they were they, in they the series. The Braves. They lost to the Braves back in 1996. But, you know, one thing I think that's taken away from the NFL, and I could be wrong, but I think so, is this presidential election, Donald Trump and and everybody looking at him, wanting to to know what he's doing, what's going on, all the WikiLeaks stuff. I think Sunday is when all the new information comes out, and I think people watch football. Like, you and I are going to watch football, and the Red Zone channel has saved the NFL. I'm telling you, the Red Zone channel. Has saved the NFL. I didn't mean to get off topic of your game right there because I know we're no, talking about NFL. No, that's okay. No, I'm off there. <laughs> I just, I just think that, I just think that people. Are, I mean, the good teams. Think about the quarterback play for the first four weeks. No Brady. We haven't had Peyton Horrible. Manning this year. Uh, Colin mm-hmm. Kaepernick does his crap early in the season, but there's not been any great quarterback play. And I saw where Osweiler is making like $22 million a year to, play, and playing the Denver quarterback making 525000 See, there's just something wrong there, man, where somebody like Brock Osweiler can make $22 million a year starting against a guy making 525000 I mean, granted, I'd like to have 525000 a year. I wouldn't complain right now, but if somebody's making $22 million doing the same job as me, I've got a problem with it. I mean, it's it's just – I don't know. The NFL is just something's not right this year. I don't know. Maybe it's my Panthers suck and I'm bitter. Maybe that's it. No, I, I think I agree with you. I think there's not a lot of uh, quarterback play. Um, and we talked about what is your team all about, your quarterback, and you're not getting the play from Flacco this year. Um, that's a big one. You're not getting it from – well, actually, Drew Brees is playing well. It's the defense for the Saints is so god-awful. Um, but, you know, it, it's being overshadowed by the bad defense there. Um, Cleveland, their quarterback situation is a big story. Um, you know, uh, 
Stafford not playing well. Eli Manning sucks. Um, so, you know, all these ones, <laughs> you're right. We're, we're losing the big quarterbacks that really put the NFL on the map. Not that they needed to be located, but – Peyton Manning, big-time superstar, and I think that is a big loss, too, uh, to the NFL. Even when he wasn't playing well, um, uh, he was still the story. And, of course, he should be the story. He's Peyton Manning, for God's sake. He's one of the best quarterbacks to ever play. Uh, no uh, Tom Brady in the first four games, that hurt the NFL. So they wanted to prove a point, but it ended up stabbing, stabbing themselves right in the back because they're not getting any viewership in the NFL. And so, you know, they want, it, it, there's something about proving a point that's really stupid. I, and I get it. And, but when you're three, when you're 11, prove the point. You're talking about adults there. You, you're trying to prove a point. And, and I keep going back to Johnny Manziel. You know, the Browns wanted to prove this guy a point. But really, if they wanted to – and I know it sounds – Stupid, but when you got something that you're working for and you're Johnny Manziel, you're the starting quarterback, you put more work into it. When you're the backup, you don't have to work that much. That's why he goes out on Friday nights you know, in these games. He's the backup. He doesn't need to know or want to know uh, the, the playbook, whereas if he was the starter, he would have been there. Same thing with a lot of other players, the Colin Kaepernick thing. Oh, we're going to prove him. I'm going to tell you right now, if they started Colin Kaepernick at the beginning of the season and got his uh, – confidence up, even with all the nonsense that's going on regarding the national anthem and everything else, I think the 49ers would be a better football team. For for my God, they thought Blaine Gabbert was going to be the guy. Blaine Gabbert! I mean, did you watch Jacksonville, Jacksonville uh, Jaguar football for any amount of years? I mean, really, can we get serious? And so, um, you know, and then the fact that the big, big uh, teams, the 49ers, they're no good. Um, teams that you expected, the Saints, they're no good. Indianapolis is god-awful. What the hell? Um, there's just a lot of things going on right there um, that are huge when you look at what you said. Where is the NFL? Why are they playing so bad? What's going on with them? And a lot of it, I but think, also, Tarvin, look at the standings. Uh, exactly. Look at the standings, too. It's really interesting. When you think it should be big, you've got rookie quarterbacks kicking this league's ass, and that's probably a problem, too. They don't want to see that. Rookies kicking this league's ass, um, it, it's huge. So I'm going to tell you, I, I think the fact that the, the, the standings and what's going on in the standings right now is huge, too. Yeah, and um, don't you think that this, this league needs a Tim Tebow name, Sonny? I think they need a Tim Tebow, just not Tim Tebow. He's too many years removed from the NFL to be any good. I mean, as much as I wanted him to be, and I think he could have been and should have been a quarterback in the NFL, he's, he hasn't played in the NFL now for, what is it, five years now, four years? Yeah, um, but he goes he played baseball a long time, and the first pitch he sees, he hits it out. I just, I just think that, I mean, I, here's the deal. They, they should have kept him in the league, I think. Instead oh, God, of bringing yeah. him back now, they should have, he should have been he could have been a backup on a lot of teams and played a lot of football. But yet they got that out. That's a lot of controversy with Tim Tebow for some reason. People don't like him. I just think him being in there, he's always a media story. I think it's good for football. 
Well, it's good for football. It's just like Brett Favre being in football. If Brett Favre was in football right now, the NFL would be flourishing. I'm telling you right now. Brett Favre, and I hate this guy, okay? I hate him. I, I hate the fact that he's a, a, a very selfish guy. All you got to do is uh, read uh, Jeff Perlman's new book, by the way. I'm going to have Jeff Perlman on regarding the hate uh, that – uh, Favre and Aaron Rodgers have for each other. That's real, by the way, folks. You know, get that book. Jeff Pullman, he'll be on my show. Whenever he puts out a great book, I get him on my show. He's a good friend of mine. So that having been said, um, it, you know, big stories are at a loss here, except for the fact of rookies. And, and all you got to look at is, is the standing. Now, the AFC East, you've you got New England right on top. That's no great big surprise. And you got two teams really fighting for uh, the – well, actually one team, that being the Buffalo Bills, fighting for a spot. Pittsburgh, it, you know, it's the same three teams that are battling out for those. So, so that one's always big. But it's the other divisions. AFC South – that should be Indianapolis stranglehold. Guess what? They're two and four. The team that's leading are those Houston Texans, four and two, for God's sakes. And then you got Tennessee and Jacksonville. Jacksonville was supposed to be better. I think it's the stories that are not really living out in front of you that you expect to see. Like, wow, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be good. Indianapolis Colts are great. How? What were what were the um, Oakland the good story about a bad team now coming to good Oakland Raiders? It's not gaining any interest, and I think I'll go back to what I said. I think um, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, Mark Cuban, had it right. There's an oversaturation of NFL, and that will end up dooming them. And he and, and he said this like three years ago, Tarvin. So that tells you something about it. Yeah, everywhere you turn every night is something to do with the NFL. And anytime you saturate, you take away from the original product, you know. You take away yeah. from the original And you were so on field, about that, too. Yeah, and there's there's just no storylines this year except what you said. The rookies or the teams are doing well that aren't supposed to. And the good ones, last year we had great storylines with Carson Palmer and Cam Newton some great football being played. Nobody talked about Denver until the Super Bowl, but it was Brady, Manning. I mean, it was just an exciting year last year. But this year, I don't yep. see – I see New England kicking everybody's ass, and I don't see anybody doing anything about it. That's about as good as I am of anything. Let me tell you something. If I had money to blow – and I, at the time, and I didn't, I would have had a bet on the Patriots as soon as I found out that uh, Tom Brady was on a four-game uh, suspension. I would have been on that like flies on that. I just happened to be broke at the time. Um, and the, the odds are not worth it anymore. But um, looking at that whole situation is is so huge as far as where the Patriots are – Five, four, we're talking four games out of 16. That's one-fourth of the season where Tom Brady is not taking the hits and uh, all that stuff. And that is so good for Tom Brady. It, it's, you know, it, it's good for that football team. But you want to talk about teams that are tired of talking about. They're tired of talking about the Patriots being so good. Why? Because they're so good. And, and that, that was back in the 90s, if you remember the Dallas Cowboys. People didn't want to talk about the Cowboys. Why? Because they were so damn good at the time. Um, and that's what you get right now with the with the Patriots. And even when we get new stories, 
people are not biting on it. So it is. It's a saturation. I love football, um, and we'll continue doing football. And that having been said, since I love football, um, I got to I'm, I'm, I with us having the problems that we are, I got to be able to do this and move this, and I got to hit a couple of buttons because you'll never guess who is online. Yes, that's right, folks. It is. Oh, I'm doing. It. In case you didn't know, your ass better call somebody. That's right, it's Cuervo on a Sunday morning. Cuervo, good morning. I'm glad you're here, my friend. Tony, good morning to you. I'm glad to be on. I've got I've got some time. Uh, I don't know how much time, but you got me for at least a good thirty minutes. I. You know, um, hey, Tarvin, did you hear him, like, fading in and out right there? Or was that just me? No. No, thank you. Sounded you good. Oh, he sounded good, and it's just me. All right, thank you very much. So, um, But uh, I think he got the he, – he must have heard uh, ringing in his ears when I said that the Cubs are going to lose their curse. They're never going to win the World Series. I think that's why he got up on the phone. How are you doing this morning, my friend? I'm well, Sonny. I, I I don't think I could be much happier than how I feel right now. I bet you couldn't. Well, uh, well, if the Bears were playing well, then maybe you could. But yeah, you know, there, you know, that's that, that's the way. By the way, everybody want to know. No one took the Bears on Thursday night, right? I don't know. No, I, yeah. I I hate to say it, but I I picked Green Bay too. Yeah, you you had to, I, and I believe you too, because I know it's hard for you to pick against the Bears, but uh, you're a Bear realist, especially with what's going on this year. All right, so we're talking we're talking about the Baltimore Ravens and the Jets game. Baltimore heading on over to the Jets, um, and so we'll jump back into that. What do you think about this game, there, uh, Cuervo? Well, you know, I mean, this is uh, this is one of those defensive. Uh, battles that we always like to see you know if you're into those low scoring games um you know the the nor, this is a game that you want to watch um you know i mean these, these two teams are known for what they can do on defense um they really don't give up a lot i don't have the numbers in front of me obviously but um i do know that that these are one of the better you know two of the better defenses in the nfl right now so um you know, I, I look at this game, and I think the running game of the Ravens is probably the difference in this one, Sonny, because it's, it hasn't really been very existent. So, and I think that could hurt Baltimore in this game. And here's the, just to give you an update, uh, Fitzpatrick was benched on Wednesday. They are going to go to Geno Smith, for God's sake, good luck. Um, and then also uh, desperation mode, because when you look at the uh, AFC North and how that is playing out as far as the standings are concerned, and that was really big um, as the AFC North, uh, Pittsburgh 4-2, and two, Baltimore 3-3, three and three, even though they're a horrible 3-3, three and three, they've lost three in a row. They're still one game right behind Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh loses Ben Roethlisberger this week. So this is a big game for Baltimore as they move into today's game, uh, especially in the standings, and especially if the Pittsburgh Steelers lose later on today there, Cuervo. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's already getting to that point where we got to pay attention to what other teams are doing in order, in other, you know, yes. for as far as the playoff picture. 
You know, it's already starting the, if this team wins scenario, then this, this team moves up or whatever. Um, Cause we're what week six now or week seven. I want to say we are week seven. Yeah. So it's, it's already begun and it's already begun. And the Steelers are in trouble too, man. Oh man. I mean, you can't lose Ben again. I mean, what the third year in a row now. Where, where he's well, third year in a row, and but the big question is how long this time. Yeah, I, I think this one is a little more minor than the ones than the injuries he's had in the past. So right. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, hope for for their sake. I don't know how I don't know how long you could depend on Landry Jones, but and get get Ben healthy. Get him quick and get it quick too. You're right. And uh, the, by the way, that uh, point spread on that Steeler game seven and a half. Steelers uh, get seven and a half. I jumped on that. That's my other bet. But um, so, who are you going to pick in this game? I got Baltimore. They need it. They uh, Jets are starting Geno Smith. I, as soon as I heard that, I got the bet down. Um, th- this guy, this guy is not an NFL quarterback. The Jets are stuck with him because of the fact that they wasted a big dr- uh, draft pick on him um, even though it wasn't that high one and he you know as soon as he cried when he wasn't drafted that's when I know he wasn't an NFL quarterback <laughs> yeah yeah well that and uh, you had somebody jaw jacking but um, yeah, yeah. I, I necessarily didn't even know that the Jets made that move so I was I want to pick the Jets but because of that one move right there, Sonny, that has sold me to go on the other side and, and side with you and pick the Ravens. Yeah, and, and I don't know. Does it change your thinking there, Tarvin? No, I still like the Jets. Okay. So we got we got one on the Jets, two on the other side with that, taking the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, this it, it, It's going to be a smackdown defensive game. That's what's going to be really cool about this game. This is going to be a great defensive game because, like Cuervo said, both defenses are pretty good. It's about who can move the football, who's the better quarterback, and things of that sort. But I will tell you, the Jets running, they rank right now 19th with only 92 yards a game. And, folks, that's not going to get the job done in the NFL. You have to run the football if you're going to be consistent. And that's what, and and for crying out loud, they got Matt Forte for crying out loud. Why aren't you getting the ball to Matt Forte? A lot of things that are happening over there that makes me wonder about that football team as they move forward. So uh, that's what we're on. So we're all set. Let's head on to the next game that we are set and to take a look at the 4-2 and two Oakland Raiders. They are first in the AFC West going against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are 2-3. and three. I told everybody not to fall in love with this football team. That having been said, the Jaguars are at home. They're taking on the Raiders. Raiders are going cross-country. They did well last time they went cross-country. But my question in reality is when I look at the Oakland Raiders is is can they do it again? They lost last week, and the uh, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars are on a two-game winning streak. Don't hold your breath. But this, this is a big game for both football teams, Cuervo. Yeah, it is sunny, and and it could be one of those weeks where, or this is a game where it's kind of like, okay, as a franchise, if we're going to turn this thing around and we're going to start winning, uh, and and not be the four and twelve team that everyone expects us to be, um, it's games like this that you want to win, and and 
And I think both of these franchises are kind of in similar situations where they are. Yes, they are. Find that that momentum to really change to turn their franchise around just because it hasn't really happened in the past five, six years. I mean, it's been pretty bad for both, both franchises. So today could be that game where, you know, you get that win, you move to, for the Raiders, they'd be five and two for the Jaguars. I think they'd move up to what, three and four or something like that. Three and three. Um, and they'd be three and three. Cause they, oh, yeah, that's right. They had their bye week already. But, um, but regardless, I mean, being 500, if you're the Jaguars, that's, you know, that that's a step in the right direction, as you know, Sonny, being the Jaguars fan you are. Yeah. So, really, for both teams, I mean, this is a must win if they want to, uh, you know, be known as, as a team that is a contender and not, not a punching bag. Tarvin, when you look at these two quarterbacks, Derek Carr and uh, Blake Bortles, they're the, like Cuervo said, they're the same type of quarterback. They got to take the step up to be that way. Right now, we're getting that with Derek Carr. We're not getting that with Blake Bortles and the Jaguars. Is that just uh, you know? I want to, everybody says they need time to grow. I want them to grow up for God's sake. It's been three years. Let's get it done. That having been said, you know, there's no question right now. Derek Carr is the better quarterback coming into this game. And they've already won one game going to the East Coast. I think the storyline today coming out, guys, is going to be Jacksonville uh, with a three-game winning streak. And all of a sudden, you start talking about Jacksonville in this division being able a, a possible contender. I mean, how long has it been since the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars have won three games in a row, Sonny? Um, that's been, no. I will tell you, that has been forever. It's been at least six years since that happened. Well, it's happening today, buddy. Bortles gets it done. Okay. I think the Raiders are not that great of a football team, and I'm starting to see some things I don't like. And um, I know Oakland's an underdog in this game as well. So leave it to Vegas to, to know something that we don't hear. I know it's home to the Absolutely. I know they're coming, ac- they're coming across to the East Coast, but I still think Jacksonville's got a lot of talent on that team, and so does Oakland. Oakland has a lot of talent as well, but I just think being at home today is enough to get them that three-game winning streak. Look for Oakland to turn the ball over a couple of times and Jacksonville to capitalize on it. I'm looking at about a 23-20 to 20 type game here. And the, Well, the number's two right now. Jacksonville's giving the Raiders two, which you wouldn't think that would be the case in reality because of the quote-unquote turnaround of the Oakland Raiders right now. And frankly, the turnaround is what it is, okay? They've been playing well. But these are the kind of games that they've got to win. Now, Oakland's already did it once. They went, I think they played the Jets. They went cross-country and played the Jets regardless of how bad they are. They got that win. Um, and frankly, I'm going to tell you, if this game was at a neutral site, I'd say it's the Raiders. And obviously, if it's at Oakland, I'd pick the Raiders. But I think the home field makes a big difference in this game because of the travel, because of what's going on in reality. I don't, by, by no stretch do I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are a better football team than the Oakland Raiders. And, uh, but that having been said, um, Oakland coming cross country. Are they really for real? And I agree with Tarvin Cuervo that I'm beginning to see some of the things, especially defensively for this uh, Raider team that we 
worth the first five games. I thought they were pretty solid, but last week's game was a big indicator about that defensive side of the ball. What do you think about that? And who are you going to pick in this game? I have the Jaguars along with Tarvin. It sounds like who you got. Yeah, I think I'm going to complete the, the, the sweep of picks on that one guys. And, and I'm going to say Jack, uh, Jacksonville wins as well. I really want to buy into the Raiders. I do. But as soon as it, it kind of seems like, all right, this is a team that we're expecting to see. Um, and then they, they really, they lay an egg like they did last week against a, a Kansas City Chiefs team that, you know, I mean, we, we, we don't really know how good they are yet because of all the injuries they have and, and things like that. So, exactly. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I think I like – I think I'm going to roll with the Jaguars as well. Um, yeah, I, I like how they're starting to uh, spread the ball around a lot more. They're getting other guys involved. Marquise Lee is, is going to be a big key to how how you know much they can develop Bortles. I mean, I, I like the Allen brothers. Don't get me wrong, but you got to get those other guys involved. And I'd like to see more Julius Thomas. I don't know how you feel about that, Sonny, but. I'm a Jaguars fan. I mean, you bring this guy in, you paid him good money. You stole him away from the Broncos. And I really haven't seen much of him. And I know he's battling injuries and things like that. Um, I, I thought I saw him last week against the Bears. But if he's, av- if he's available and he's, he's healthy, use him. Yep. I, I agree. By the way, I'm just now take, changing my pick. And I, I'm going to tell you the reason why. In big games, and this is a big game for Jacksonville. They're two and three, okay? This is a huge game. Blake Bortles never shows up. I'm sorry, and he's got the weapons, and he's not showing up. And that's one of the problems I have with the Jaguars. And and I don't trust the guy. He hasn't been consistent enough, and they're getting a good football team, especially defensively, but – he's not delivering the ball. I, I mean, I'm going to take my pick back. I, don't, I just don't trust Blake Bortles enough. Just as much as I didn't trust Blaine Gabbert, Blake Bortles has got a lot of quote-unquote potential, but he's never lived up to that quote-unquote potential. And, and I'm not seeing it out of him. I, I mean, really, when you look at what he has done so far this season, I'm not seeing very good quarterback play. On the other side, you got Derek Carr. I, I think Derek Carr can get the job done. I, I'm actually going back. I'm going to go on the other side. I'm going to take the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think did we you just did lose Cuervo? Uh, uh, or no, the Jaguar. I'm I'm actually taking Oakland. I was looking. We just lost Cuervo. Hopefully, we'll you know, get him back. You know, if you ever, uh, you know, if you ever change your pick, it's wrong, right? Well, I changed my pick to the Jaguars because I was going to go Oakland because when you look at this game, you oh, go, okay. what? Jeez, Oakland. So, in reality, when I actually switched it to the Jacksonville, you know what? It, it Blake Bortles, it, it, and it was the reason why. I mean, you're looking at quarterback play. Okay, Carr has the Raiders 4-2. That's tied with the Super Bowl champions Denver Broncos right there in that division right now. So, they got a lot invested in this game here. Okay? Carr's also, he is tied for fifth in the league with 12 passing touchdowns, and he's got the fewest interception of – uh, of uh, any 
quarterback with 225 attempts, okay? So he's got the few. He's got three interceptions in his last 225 passes. That means he's very smart with the ball. That means he's very intelligent. Blake Bortles is not that guy. This game is going to be about quarterback play. I mean, because Jacksonville has a good defense, and Oakland's got a better defense. So, you know, I, I'm looking at this card, 66.5% of his passes, and they're averaging 7.1. And that that is huge in, in this league. And, you know, comparing Derek Carr to his brother – you know, we, we talked about that as well. I mean, he's 10 times better than his brother ever was. And um, so it's going to be huge. I, I don't know. I, I, I like I like what I'm getting. And Jalen Ramsey, okay, say what you want. He knocked the ball away from, you know, Austin Jeffries and stuff like that. But at the same time, I'm not feeling good about, you know, what Jacksonville, even though they got the names. So uh, they got the names that should get the job done. But guess what? Michael Krabke is tied for the lead in receiving touchdowns with five. So that, you know, there's just everything is pointing to Oakland on this. And not only that, you have, you know, Jack Del Rio, who used to be the coach of that football team. He knows probably right now about at least 50% of the personnel that's out on the football field for that football team. So, uh, and let's see, we got I mean, great analysis. I just I, – I, I, just, I don't know how much of that you heard there, Cuervo. I got him back. Uh, but it just something scares me about this game. Jack Del Rio knowing the personnel out on the football field, and that that is so huge too because there's about 50% of the same team that's been on there since he's been there. So, you know, I don't know. Cuervo, I, I, I jump back. I'm going to go with the Raiders. I don't, I don't know. Do, do you change your mind or do you think Jacksonville is going to be there? No, I, I think uh, I think I'm gonna stick with my pick. Um, you know, we we bring that up a lot of times, and a lot of times it really doesn't mean anything at the end of the day because you know if, if we know it and we're talking about it, then you know that the Jaguars are thinking about the same thing. You would think. So and but it is before, the Jaguars. I'm, I'm a Gus Bradley <laughs> fan, Sonny. I I, I I'm like, not. I like the coach you guys have over there. I mean, he's, they should have fired uh, him last year. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. But, uh, <laughs> you know, my my thing is, look, again, if, if we're thinking about it, then they're thinking about it. And games like last week, even last week's game, so the Bears are up by nine points, okay, with yes. what was it, nine minutes Nine, eight, nine minutes to go in the game. Yes. The old, the old Jaguar teams, Sonny, that, that you're used to, they don't, uh, they don't win those. They don't come back and win those games. This is a different uh-huh. Jaguar team. They're hungry. They want to win. They let me ask you a question. Just... Let me let me ask okay. you a question though. That was the okay. Chicago Bears though, right? <laughs> I mean, just, uh, I mean. I, I mean 
I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to bash your Bears, but that was the Bears. I mean, it's not like this was, you know, you know, a different team. Like, let's say maybe, uh, how about the Saints? They're not playing well, uh, but if that was Drew Brees in the same uh, same position, I think Drew Brees delivers the ball. Um, you know, it is the Bears, and I hate to say that, and I told everybody, and boy, did I eat some. Cr- you know, everybody was on Sunday. What do you mean that Bears are going to finish last in this division? They are because they're just that bad. I mean, it makes me kind of wonder. And, yes, you get – now, you still got to make that play, and I get your point, Cuervo, but, you know, you got to make that play, whether it's Jalen Ramsey knocking down the pass from Alshon Jeffries in the fourth quarter, you know, you know, to get that, you know, or other things that happened in this game, you know, yeah. But Jaguars, there, there's just not enough consistency. And Oakland, I, I agree also – there's been some things in Oakland that I don't like that I, I see. I'm not sure who said that. But that game right there is is one that was circled on the calendar with Jack Del Rio, regardless of the situation, because you always want to beat the team, whether you walked away from the team, you know, with a good situation, you know, fired, everything is fine, or it's bad. It doesn't matter. You still always want to win that game. So, I love, Tarvin, did you change your opinion? You're going to you're gonna stay with the Jaguars today. I don't change my mind, Sonny. It's all Jaguars all day, Jaguars all day. I wish I I wish I was right there with you. I just don't have the confidence in the Jacksonville Jaguars to get that job done enough in order to get the victory. It's going to be a good game, and we're going to see that one on Red Zone a lot. Something tells me we will see that game a lot. So um, let's head into the next game here on the Couch with Taylor Sports Show, as we're going to cover all the games here on the in, in the NFL. And next game up on the board is this one here. Is a, this one's going to be fun. Washington Redskins, 4-2, taking on the Detroit Lions, who are 3-3. Three and three. The, the Washington Redskins are surprisingly second in the NFC East. And then you've got the Lions, who are 3-3. Three and three. They're third in the NFC North. So, um, this one's an interesting game here, um, and the numbers won, by the way, as far as the line is concerned. Uh, so, the, I, and it's not because I like Jay Gruden. It's not because I like, you know, uh, their, their quarterback and Kirk Cousins. There's something about this game, and the Washington Redskins getting the job done when they have to. They have to stay pace with the Dallas Cowboys within this division because the NFC East uh, squares off like this: Dallas five and one, Washington four and two. They lose this game, they go to four and three. They're two games, uh, three game, almost three games out of first place. And then if Philly somehow wins today, and the Giants, who are three and three, they're all going to be clumped up there. This is an important game for the Washington. Redskins, so I'll put it out the Cuervo. Do do the Washington Redskins got enough to win the big game? Because this is a big game for them. Oh, and we we just lost uh, Cuervo again, so I'll throw that over to Tarvin. Redskins in Detroit. Redskins in Detroit. Yeah, I like Washington. Washington's playing real good right now. They're they're moving the football, Sonny. They're getting first downs. Um, seems like they're they're finally establishing an identity. Detroit, yeah, they they have uh, Stafford and everything, but I just don't see them consistent for four quarters like I can Washington. I just don't think it's a big home field advantage, really, honestly, anymore. 
think Washington goes in. I think Kirk Cousins has a big day on the road. I think he he gets a win right now, and he they they have to they have to keep pace with uh, Dallas right now. The way Dallas is playing, they yes. just need every win they can get. And so Dallas being on the bike doesn't help could. them if they take a loss. Yep, exactly. And so I'm going to go with Washington on the road to get it done. Call me a sucker today, but I like Washington. I you know this is the game that really confuses me uh, out of the games this week because you know Kirk Cousins everybody talks about how great you know Kirk Cousins is and everything else um, the line is one um, and I think the situation as far as this game is concerned is headed into this game it, it's mostly about consistency well every game is about consistency. Um, but I don't know. I mean, we're just not seeing any consistency right now with the with the Lions. But what the Lions do, when you look at everything about the game, the Lions are able to take this game and this kind of game, they, they figure out a way to win. Not because they win good or win you know, pretty. They win ugly. And, and I just don't – the Redskins are 4-2. And, and one of the problems, I think, in order for the Redskins to win is for them to get turnovers. Get this. And I just saw this. The, the Redskins, they're 4-2. They've only forced one turnover in the last two games. But the problem is, is that it, or when I look at that stat and then I slide to another – they haven't allowed an offensive touchdown over the last seven quarters. So, you know, I look at this and, you know, that right there makes you go, wow, what is going on in Washington? Why are they playing so well over the last seven quarters? And will that change? Because, you know, you, you look at this whole situation as far as the Detroit Lions are concerned, um, this is a team that I think benefits without having Calvin Johnson on the football team makes so should make Matthew Stafford a better quarterback. So far, it hasn't. I mean, they're they're three and three. They're five hundred, um, and they're going to have to fight the battle. I mean, they got Minnesota, they got Green Bay in this division that they're going to have to fight the battle to make a, a wild card because one of the other two is going to win. We just lost Tarvin. Hopefully, he'll get back with us. But you know, I I don't know. But there are a lot of you know Redskins fans are not happy with Kirk Cousins right now, and I don't blame them because during the during the first two games. You know, the the everybody hated this guy. Now, you know, the the booing, the cat calls, and everything else that's kind of moved away from everything. So, and I want to make sure I'm still on air, and I am. So, making sure it's not me who's off air, and everybody just bailed because I was off. Uh, but th- those turn the situation for that football team is they're going to have to get that job done. In the winning streak right now, Kirk Cousins has thrown eight touchdowns and only three interceptions. And he has to continue that this week. And I think they might get it. But this is the game that scares me. I took the Washington Redskins. I got a bet on this game. I took the one point, which is basically a pick Um, Because not too many games are decided by one. But Washington right now, they – Right now, they've they they're doing what the Dallas Cowboys are, okay. And the and the thing is, is that they have to have a balance in the game, okay. Four hundred ninety three total yards, and you hope that the balance is right there. Matt Jones, 
with uh, two other uh, running backs, 231 yards with, uh, you know, on, let's see here, here it is, 16 carries, 135 yards on 16 carries. You know, you want that to keep up. So, but I'm just wondering, will Kirk Cousins just throw the ball? Because the problem with the Lions is they're secondary. Their secondary, even though it's supposed to be good, has not been good. So the Redskins can get off to the 3-0 start on the road for the first time since 1999 by getting this victory, and I think they're going to get it. Something tells me that the Lions are just not going to be able to. I, and But this is also that game where, it, oh, man, I almost wish I didn't make the bet. So uh, the question is, is there's always going to be plays where you feel like you have like 600 yards of offense, you know, but the fact of the matter is, is that they didn't, they're getting the balance attack. And you you can say what you want about the Redskins. They're, I just, I don't think they're a good football team, but neither is Detroit. So now Detroit, they're three and three. They're looking to complete a stretch of uh, three home games has two straight late field goals by Matt Prater. Will he continue to do that? I don't know. But this is a game, Cuervo, that really scares me. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm actually picking the Washington Redskins to win this game, but this is that kind of game that the Detroit Lions always figure out a way to you know, edge out a victory in the end. You know, Sonny, this is going to sound cliche and, and kind of a silly way to pick a game, but who's the home team? The Lions. I think I'm gonna go with Detroit. I don't know what it is, but these teams are better home teams. It's kind of it kind of reminds you of yes, absolutely. That are just that are just better at home, and the Redskins and the Lions are both teams that perform better at home. It's just one of those things where they're just better home teams than they are road teams. So, because of the fact that Detroit's at home, I like them. like you said earlier, if they were playing on a neutral field, I'd pick the Redskins. I think the Redskins are the better team overall. Um, however, when it comes to the whole road. Yeah, and you go back, and I don't know if you heard that's the stat I threw up there, but the Washington Redskins, 3-0 and on the road if they get the victory, um, if, they, if they win today. It would be the first time since 1999 that they've started out that way. So um, it, it, it's really huge. Um, here's another thing. They're shooting for their sixth straight road victory, and they haven't done that since 1991. So, you know, just as much as I'm not going to pick the Chicago, the Chicago Cubs to win the World Series because of odds, um, it makes you want to go the other way around. But uh, this is football. It's a little bit different. Um, and I don't look at a lot of history um, but a lot of people like that history about football teams. I, you know, and believe me, I don't think the Washington Redskins are a good football team. And, in fact, they're just lucky their schedule is played out to them to be where it's a benefit for them that they get this game more so than a powerhouse. So it's, it's good for the Redskins, but I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm picking the Redskins in this game. You're taking the home team, the Detroit Lions, right? That's correct, Sonny. And, and by the way, you should pick you should pick the Cubs to win the World Series. Just don't bet on it. 
just embrace it, yeah. watch it, <laughs> and and prepare. And feel good about it. There you go. I I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. All right. Now, here's what we got to do, Cuervo. I do have to take a break for for my uh, ads. Uh, We'll do that. We'll come back. We'll talk some more NFL football, okay? Sounds good, Sonny. All right. We'll be back in three minutes, 46 seconds. We'll be back right back. Unpleasant surprises can be annoying, but sometimes they can be devastating. If your retirement plan is vulnerable to unpleasant surprises, you do have a choice. There are strategies that can help ensure any surprise is a welcome one and reduce the threats to your retirement. Nest Egg Wealth Advisors specialize in helping protect your portfolio from unpleasant surprises. Visit nesteggadvice.com or give them a call at 972-412-6064 to request a guide to your nice, predictable retirement. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors serving Rowlett 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-star HVAC contractors. Are you in need of an electrician in the Rowlett, Rockwall, or Saxe area? What kind of electrical work needs to be done, residential, business, or industrial? Contact Allen Bauer Electric for all of your electrical needs. It's important to have a qualified licensed electrician taking care of any electrical problems you may be having so your loved one or customers are safe. We have built our business on quality for a fair price and good customer service, but of course. Give Allen Bauer Electric a call at 214-356-0197 and tell them Sonny sent you. Allen Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Harlow Tree Surgery is much more than just tree trimming. We also offer landscaping services, planting, stump grinding, fertilization, and tree health, and much more. Harlow Tree Surgery is offering out a buy one, get one half price special. Purchase the trimming for one of your trees and get the other one done at half price. Check us out on the web at www.facebook.com forward slash Harlow Tree Surgery or give us a call at 214-695-6500. That's 214-695-6500. All right, back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio as we're going over all the games. And as we beat up uh, Blog Talk Radio on all their problems, we finally got that done. So 
Now it's time to kick it into more sports talk here, more NFL talk. We talked about the Redskins, and uh, now it's time to head over to the game that could be a big number. So much so, uh, the bet that I made, the number was 55. I'm betting the over. This San Diego Superchargers. They're 2-4, and four, fourth in the AFC West, um, and... The Atlanta Falcons, they're 4-2. They're first in the NFC South. And these are the best two teams with the best offenses out on the football field as far as scoring and yards and all that stuff. They come head-to-head here on Sunday. And this one's going to be good. One of the things I wonder about the Atlanta Falcons, Cuervo, and and this is because I have – we just lost Cuervo, so hopefully we'll get him back here in just a moment. But – One of my questions that I have about the uh, football team that is the Atlanta Falcons, how can they handle a barrage of quick scoring and fast scoring? Because you can say whatever you want about the San Diego Chargers. They're not winning football games, not because they're not getting some offense out on the football field. And that's the huge thing when I look at the San Diego Superchargers. And, and I like San Diego. In fact, I thought they're, and they're really still not out of it because they're only two games out of this division. But when I look at the San Diego Chargers and what they should be able to do, I want you to think about some things when you uh, look at a football team and what they have done. The San Diego Chargers in game number one lost the game. They scored 27 points out to a quick lead. San Diego beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 38-14. to San Diego scored 22 points but could not hold off the Indianapolis Colts. San Diego lost to the New Orleans Saints 35-34, to one point. San Diego lost to the Oakland Raiders 34-31. to And then San Diego beat the Denver Broncos last week 21-13. to This is about fourth quarter demises. This football team has had uh, their games that they have played this season. They have had three of the four games that they lost, see them just lose the game in the fourth quarter, last minutes of it. This is not Phillip Rivers' fault, which, by the way, he's having a phenomenal season. And to be two and four and only two games out of first place in this division, you've got to be happy. So that being said, I like to – they're averaging 28 points, almost 29 points a game. That's third in the NFL. What is going on? It's the defense that has given them up. And I just got to ask myself, can Matt Ryan get underneath the skin of the San Diego Chargers in the fourth quarter like most teams can? I don't know. Because Atlanta hasn't really, if you look at that whole situation, Atlanta hasn't really had to deal with coming back. And I don't know if they're a team that can get that job done or has that situation going on. And I like what I'm seeing from Atlanta. This is a football team. They're scoring 33.2 points a game on average, which is first in the NFL. And also, total yards first in the NFL of 441. They're second in passing with 329 yards, 
but they're ninth in rushing. And when I go and I look at the games and I see what Atlanta has done in football games, I haven't necessarily seen them have to stop a football team from scoring. I mean, they lost to Tampa Bay in week number one. They beat Oakland 35-28. to They beat New Orleans 45-32. to The defense couldn't stop New Orleans. They beat the Carolina Panthers 48-33, to giving them some garbage touchdowns. Atlanta beat Denver 23-16. to Didn't really have to hold them off. I, I worry about this game for Atlanta. Because really when you look at what Atlanta's done, you've got to go, oh, Atlanta, the tra- look, at the, look at the records. Don't look at the records in this game, folks. I'm telling you right now, this is a game that come back and snap off a little bit later, and you'll ask what happened. Because Atlanta, I'm going to tell you, San Diego has got an opportunity. And don't ask me why this one's up in front of me. I've still got morning games to go, but I had it up in front of me. But Atlanta at home, San Diego is on the road in this game. So I don't know. But I like San Diego in this game because they can score and score often. Now, it's going to be up to the Chargers. The reason why I took the 55 points is because it's going to happen today. They're going to blow that out. Someone's going to win this game 42 to 30-something. And these two teams are amazing. You've got to like what you see out on the football field with them. got to like it. And I like this game. This one's going to be fun. This one's going to be on red zone a lot. So huge stuff coming there in this game. And I don't know. We, we talked about the points. We talked about what Atlanta has done. And uh, we, we also know about the fourth quarter woes that are the San Diego Chargers. That normally, you know, well, I like Atlanta. I'm telling you there's something about this football team as far as the San Diego Chargers are concerned. And the reason why I picked them to be third in this division is because they can score. But the only problem is they're not rushing the football. I don't know if that's going to be a situation today or not. They're 11th in passing, they're 14th in total yards, but it's all about Phillip Rivers in this game. And frankly, I'm going to tell you, I think Phillip Rivers is a better quarterback than Matt Ryan. It's just unfortunately Phillip Rivers has got a football team that has never helped him on the defensive side of the ball. I don't know why I think today is going to happen, but I think this could be the stepping stone for the Chargers for you guys to start taking them seriously. That's what I'm thinking about this game because I think the Chargers can make a play in this division still a 2-4. and four. And, and I don't want to talk about the numbers. I mean, normally I'm a betting guy and I love that. Well, the numbers say that they won't. But If San Diego can somehow monster up enough defense in this game to prevent them from losing. Now, I'm not saying to stop Atlanta, because you're not. Julio Jones is going to have a big day. He's going to get two touchdowns today. Matt Ryan's going to throw for 300 yards and maybe three touchdowns. And I don't know about the running game. So... This one literally is a pick in reality, but I like this game, and I like seeing Diego in it. And it really has nothing to do with a lot of things as far as that, that is concerned. 
I, I just don't know. I mean, Atlanta, can they stop a passing attack of Phillip Rivers in the fourth quarter? We know the Chargers can't. This is going to come down to who has the ball last. It could be uh, Cuervo in tonight in this game as far as the Chargers and the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, or it could come down to, you know, are the Chargers up and do they let it slip away? I mean, I know last week, um, I think it was last week that they actually held on. Uh, yeah, they, they did. They got the. Yeah, they held on, got the victory. So good. It was a Thursday night game. It was against Denver. Yes, it was. Now. And, um, you know, good for them. And that was a good win for them. I mean, it was. Yes, it was. It was. It was a it, division game. Was in San Diego, if I remember right. Yeah, well, division game. But no, it was in. I thought it was Denver, but yeah, let me look. But I thought it was. I thought they were in Denver. That was the big reason why. Let's see here. Um, that game was at. No, it was at home in Denver. You're right. Sorry about that. Yeah. So I mean, but regardless, I mean, you beat you beat the you beat the Broncos. I mean, that's a that's a morale booster. That's confidence boost for if you're the San Diego Chargers. So. I mean, in reality, I mean, they they, they got to start – I mean, they got to be feeling good going into this game against Atlanta. I mean, you know, Atlanta was yes. that let a, uh, let a lead slip away last week in Seattle. Um, yes. You know, they, were, they were up in that game, and, and they let that game slip through their hands. So, how is Atlanta feeling about themselves right now? So, it's kind of like one team is down about themselves because they let it slip. The other team's feeling good about themselves because – they actually held on to a win. You know, that's why they play the game. And we've seen funnier things happen. It wouldn't surprise me if Atlanta comes out and, and really puts it on uh, the San Diego chargers, especially with, and when you got a guy like Julio Jones, that can, that can uh, go up against any, you know, your best corner and and really uh, have his way. That's, that's something that you can't really, uh, you know, if you're the other team, there's nothing you not a whole lot you can do about it, Sonny. I mean, that's Julio Jones. When you go into a game against Julio Jones and Matt Ryan, you got to figure you're giving up two touchdowns and 300 yards. And, and if you don't think that way, you're just not paying attention or you think you're better than you are. Because Julio Jones, they're going to they're gonna get the ball to the playmaker. We talk about that all the time. You know, for, reason why football teams – don't win games that they're supposed to. It's two reasons. Number one is usually turnovers. Second one is not getting the ball to the playmakers. And that's exactly what Atlanta needs to do in this game because if they don't, that could be a problem for them. But if you're the Chargers, you got to think going into this game, Julio Jones is going to have a 200-yard day, at least two touchdowns, but if you're the Chargers, you know you can throw the football. You're scoring 28 points a game. Okay, and 355 yards a game. It's not shabby. It's 14th in the league, but that's still a pretty good number. And I'm, I don't know. If you're Atlanta, you got to get up quick on this Charger football team. That's what I will say because I think um, if they wait to the fourth quarter to try to stop San Diego, that might be a problem. And if it comes down to who has the ball last, um, you don't want to, if you are the Atlanta Falcons, you don't want it to be the Chargers. And But here's one thing about that Charger game. Demarius Thomas normally never fumbles the football. After the catch, he fumbles the football, and then the Chargers, um, Brown just jumped. He caused the fumble, and then they recovered the football. Um, little things like that, the San Diego, 
Eagle Chargers need to create in this game. And I, I'm going to go on a stretch. I'm I watched this team. I've seen the numbers, and I know they weren't winning football games. But I picked them to finish, you know, if I'm not mistaken, originally second in this division um, because Philip Rivers is lighting it up. And, of course, that's exactly what he's doing. They need some help defensively. And I don't know. It had to start with last week. Maybe that is a trend that's coming for the San Diego Chargers. I mean, it could very well be something, you know, I mean, on top of that, um, you're starting to uh, see a little more of, of the rookie Joey Bosa. Um, right. From what I saw in that game, I mean, starting to uh, to turn into the guy that they picked third overall. He's not dominating or anything like that, but at least he's he's out there some time in and really getting all of the speed of the NFL as compared to college. So, um, you know, that's it they need you know when you're talking about defensive help we all know it starts up front you've got to create pressure on the quarterback and and if if San Diego is going to have an opportunity to win this game Sunday they've got to get pressure on Matt Ryan you cannot allow him absolutely to pocket and just and just pick your your defense apart and that's what they're going to do I mean you know we we, we we stress so much about Julio Jones and how great he is don't forget they signed Mohamed Sanu from the, the Bengals as well He's he's no yep. slouch. All right, this this guy's a receiver. He's a guy that can put up, you know, eight hundred to a thousand yards a season. He can give you that if you allow him to. If if defenses allow him to um, be that open, he's going to put up the numbers. So you can't forget about exactly. a guy like that. And you also can't forget that you got. You know, Philip Rivers last week he only threw 478 yards against the Super Bowl champion defense, um, and yeah, it's it, you. I think this is a momentum game, and, and you got to find it now. Um, Travis Benjamin didn't practice on Wednesday due to a knee injury, um, so we are not sure if he's going to play. I haven't got an update on him, uh, so that is huge uh, for them. They need that guy out on the football field because you. you if you're Philip Rivers, you want to be able to depend on a guy. Um, so that is his guy. Now, the Atlanta defense has six players in their first or second season. And uh, in a season where, you know, they grabbed up the defensive mind in, in Atlanta, they, you know, they grab up their head coach with that defensive mind, obviously being coming from the uh, – Seattle Seahawks, when they grabbed up their head coach uh, or their their defensive coordinator as their coach, they were hoping that they were going to get some things on the defensive side of the ball that they weren't getting. Uh, they're getting a little bit of it. Um, I'm not sure if it, you know, right now, Atlanta right now has to improve, especially in the secondary, or this is going to be a – Philip Rivers, if you give him the time, he will pick you apart. Um, so, I don't know. But you you, you got – um, you've got McCoy coming, or uh, oh, his name, Julio. You got Julio Jones coming in. I, you know, I think you got to give him the yards. And if you're a coach on the other team, you know you're going to give up two touchdowns and 200 yards. You got to figure out a different way to stop him there, Cuervo. And we lost Cuervo at just at the last moment. 
he's driving, so I know he's cutting in and out as he's driving along the way he is. So uh, the char- the Chargers, they need to maintain their attitude after they got that victory in uh, Denver and build on it. Um, so uh, the season isn't a complete waste for the rest of the season for them. So we're going to look at that game. I'm going to take the Chargers in this game, although your mind tells you Atlanta, but – I'm also seeing a lot of things out on that football field, a little bit more coming from the Chargers. And, you know, if they get a couple of defensive stops, this could be an interesting game. So, like I said, I'm not sure why I'm covering an afternoon game here, but it just came up in my schedule. Let's get back to the early games here as we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are 2-3. and three. They're second in the South against the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers are 1-4. and four. But Colin Kaepernick at the quarterback position is the right guy. He had a horrible game last week. I was hoping that I, I was talking to my brother and jokingly saying, I'm going to pick the 49ers so they win so I can be right. I, in this game right now, we're not getting a lot of Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is, they are two and three, and they're second in the NFC South. But this is a football team that was supposed to be better. And. The 49ers better figure out how to stop the run. They gave up 312 yards on the run in the blowout loss to, to Buffalo. They're giving up a league's worth 174 yards on the ground. And the Buccaneers are giving up 103. So someone's going to run the football. And this is a game set for Colin Kaepernick. Okay, in that offense that Chip Kelly supposedly runs so great, this is the right game for them to get that back up on track because of the fact that they give up a lot on the run. So without three top defensive uh, linemen for the Bucks, the Bucks gave up 136 yards and two touchdowns to the Cardinals uh, running backs last week. Defensive tackle Jared McCoy, he missed the 17-14 win over the Patriots due to a calf strain. He came back to practice this week on a limited basis, and he may be available this week. Defensive end Robert Aries, he sprang the ankle. And then the uh, tackle Clinton McDonald hamstring, they didn't practice on Wednesday, and right now they seem unlikely to play. So that is another thing that the Bucks have got to worry about. Okay, so would that open the door? That's what I'm wondering, if it's going to open the door for Colin Kaepernick to go crazy on the ground in this game. So in his first start last year to the Buffalo Bills, Buffalo killed him 45-16. to Kaepernick for the 49ers uh, had 66 yards uh, on the ground rushing the ball eight times. That's a big number, by the way, just in case you didn't know, folks. So they want more from Davis running the football, 13 yards on five rushes, and Drone had one carry for two yards. They need, they need some running back work, and this is the game that they can get it from. Um, that has, and, again, we talk about the offense. It's built around a kind of quarterback that is Colin Kaepernick and Chip Kelly has got to get in there. So, um, and Carlos Hyde not being in the game really hurts the 49ers as well because he could really do some damage to this defense rushing the football. Now, 
Without Martin, the Buccaneers, they're having a problem as far as where they are um, with the hamstring. And then you got Jarkees uh, Rogers. He's going to get that call. He's going to be the guy that's got to run. And he's five foot six, and he's coming off a hundred one yard game in Tampa over Carolina. So they've got to be able to get him involved with the game. So, you know, it is very interesting. And Chip Kelly also knows Rodgers, by the way. Oregon State, when he was the coach at Oregon, he knows about him. So it's not any great big surprise that um, you've got to figure out how to stop that guy, especially if you're not going to get Martin in the game. So, Dirk Cotter, I, you know, I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I told everybody not to fall in love with this guy because they were going to become very, very predictable on the offensive side of the ball. And guess what? Sonny Clark isn't right very often, but I'm going to take the credit for it, okay? Because I warned everybody not to fall in love with the, with the Buccaneers because of Dirk Cotter, and he, and he is the reason why. They are in the situation that they are in. They won last week, but they're two and three out on the season. And that's not going to get the job done in the South. And Atlanta will run away with this game, especially if Atlanta wins. It could almost be the dagger for them to win the championship in the NFC South. So, but in in this game, it's important for the Buccaneers to get the victory. And I'm, I, there's just something about Colin Kaepernick. I'm not saying he's a good – but this is the game that he can pick up as they give up a lot of yards on the ground. And running that spread the way that they do, he could be successful. And then if you forget about him and concentrate too much on the run, he will burn you down the field. Because even though Colin Kaepernick is getting all the negativity down, remember this guy at one point was a pretty good quarterback. Now, I don't agree with the stance on what he's doing and all that nonsense that he's doing. And I'm not going to get into that portion of it in this show. But that's why a lot of people will just say, oh, just Colin Kaepernick sucks. But if you sleep on Colin Kaepernick, he's going to come back and get you. And if you also look at the standings, as far as the San Francisco 49ers, they're 1-5. They couldn't do any worse. Blaine Gabbard just got awful. So let's see what they can do. They are at home, and I'm taking the San Francisco 49ers in this game. So watch out for that one. That's going to be a good one. Next game up on board, it is the Patriots. They're 5-1 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, folks, I'm going to tell you this. Steelers are going to win this game. And it has nothing to do with it. They don't have Ben Roethlisberger. That hurts them. But this defense is pretty good. They're at home. They're in Heinz Field. And there's just something about this game that – you know, you look at, hey, Patriots are doing well. Patriots could lose this game and two others and three others win the division, be ready for the playoffs. They don't care if they win this game, especially this time of the year. And they'll come and they'll say exactly the opposite of what I'm telling you. Oh, this is an important game, blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing. When you are this football team and where you are right now, 
you don't care about this game because it's not going to matter in the long run. And you're going to keep Tom Brady out of trouble. And I think that's what's going to end up costing them this football game. I, I just – and it has nothing to do – I mean, we can talk about, you know, Ben Roethlisberger not being out of the game. He underwent uh, knee surgery, and he's expected to miss four to six weeks. Landry Jones, he's yeah, – he is. I don't even want to call him so-so. Um, he's not good. But this defense is going to be huge, and they'll put a lot of weight on the shoulders of Le'Veon Bell. And Le'Veon Bell will take it and carry it like there's no problem. So Roethlisberger was injured last week against the Miami Dolphins. And if they win games, they don't have to rush him back, and that's another thing. That is huge for him as well, because in that AFC North division, right now Pittsburgh's on top of it. You know, if they lose this game and Baltimore wins, they'll both be four and three and could be a little problem. But I have Baltimore winning. I also have the Steelers winning in this game, because it's going to be Le'Veon Bell, all day, all night, and they'll mix it up with Landry as well. Landry can't throw the ball downfield, but he can connect on a 5- to 10-yard pattern and let them just move the ball down the field. This game's in Hines. And normally I'm singing the praises of Tom Terrific. I normally am. And he's going to get his own. Don't get me wrong. Um. The the simple fact of the matter is Brady returned to you know after deplete deplete you know deplete gate okay he's fifty seven to seventy five seven hundred and eighty two yards six touchdowns and no interceptions normally you look at that and go God watch out Rob Rob Gronkowski in this uh, return from a hammy. We don't know what his situation is. I heard that he tweaked it a little bit more. I'm not sure. Now, Brady's 6-2 against the Steelers. 22 touchdowns, only three interceptions. His two pick, uh, the the, the interception is he has two of them um, since he didn't have any interceptions. He's on a six-game streak without throwing one. Now, this is the part that I, I this is the part I'm telling folks about. Mike Tomlin, I don't want to hear any nonsense from him. Mike Tomlin has an, an on occasion to make an idiot of himself, like last year when they went up to the Patriots. All oh, you know, they just cheated. They had microphones. Thing. You know, that's what he was insinuating. And don't tell me he wasn't. Okay, he was. You know, they had problem with, problem with the uh, uh, the microphones and everything else. Well, those were turned off too. I don't want to hear it. Don't even care. And that, that crybaby bullcrap is one of the reasons why I don't like him. He'll find an excuse. Instead of playing a professional, he'll go to elementary. In here, he better win. And I think he knows he has to win this game, even without Ben Roethlisberger. So, also, this is the first time uh, LeGarrette Blunt is going to show back up there. 
So really interesting. So uh, lots of things going on in that game. I have the Steelers. I like the fact that the Steelers, um, they just get the job done. So let's take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll come back. We'll talk more. NFL will be right back. Are you having trouble understanding Social Security planning? There are a lot of questions that have to be answered, like when does it make most sense for you and your spouse to start receiving Social Security? What is the impact of your Social Security benefits if you work during retirement? How much of your Social Security will be taxed each year? Let Nest Egg Wealth Advisors provide you with that direction to these decisions. Call our offices today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nesteggadvice.com for your complimentary guide to Social Security. When people call Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, they are generally unhappy when their air conditioner is not working. But really, they're worried. Are they calling the right people? Well, at Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, service promised is service delivered. People of Rawlett have depended on us for over 25 years. So go ahead, contact Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning at 972-475-3227 or visit them on the web at stevensonshvac.com. Being taken for a ride? Check out Costco Insurance. Serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance and save a ton. Costco Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road where we make insurance fun. Or check us out on the web at costoinsurance.com where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? Let Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. In 1998, Scooter's Coffee was born. Co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began their amazing journey when they opened up their first drive through coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their motto is, amazing people serving amazing drinks amazingly fast. Scooters only roast from the top 10% specialty coffee beans in the world. And their specialty, the Caramelicious. If you're new to Scooters, you can't go wrong with ordering this rich velvety caramel gem. So make sure you check out Scooter's Coffee, located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive through so you can get onto your business real quick. That's Scooter's Coffee, located in Rowlett.
Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. All right, we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. Hopefully we'll get our other co-hosts back. If not, I will ride and drive the rest of this game, the rest of this show, right here. And we're talking about games that are going on here tonight uh, for the rest of the day. Uh, some other games that we haven't talked about, that's because I don't want to waste a lot of time on them. And that's one of the things. Although I should waste some time on it because it's just the Browns. The Browns are—I I don't even waste time with my breath. However, if Cincinnati lost this game, it wouldn't—it wouldn't surprise me. I Cincinnati's got—I'm picking them in the game, okay? But if they lost to the Browns, that would be the Bengals have dropped their their last five games. You know, um, let's see here. Here it is. The Bengals, who are two and four, they've dropped four of the last five games in an attempt to break out of their problems. And they host the Browns. The only team that's out winless. And would this be a slap if the Browns got this victory within division? I'm telling you, folks, this is a game Cincinnati needs to show that they're for real and start blowing out football teams. That's what they need to do. Okay? And they're not. I don't, like I said, I'm not going to waste a lot of time. Cincinnati should win this game handily. But if they drop the, the ball here, it wouldn't surprise me. At all. Because they're just not that, they're just not that good. But a game that is is interesting is the Buffalo Bills, who are on the road taking on Miami. And Miami's not a good football team either, folks. And this is the kind of game within division that Rex Ryan has to make sure he comes out on top. Now, Rex Ryan has won his last four trips to Miami dating back when he was with the Jets. He knows how to beat this team. And I think he's going to be able to get the job done again here today. So one of the things, they got a four-game winning streak on the line, and um, the Dolphins haven't done anything out on the football field where you go, oh, man, watch out for the Dolphins. And, and that's bad for the franchise. And the NFL would be better with Miami good in it, but that's a quarterback situation down there. And I told them how to solve their quarterback woes. And he may not win for the rest of the season. But you put my my guy, my buddy, Brandon Doughty, in this game. Okay? Well, more. I'm actually trying to come in contact with Brandon Doughty. I want him on my show. I liked what I saw from him when we did last year. Uh, we covered the ESPN uh, skills challenge for the college kids. And this guy won the quarterback competition, not by a little, but by far. Now, granted, I don't know if you want to believe that they weren't putting anything into it, but Brandon Dowdy took it serious. And the other guys may not have, 
but he just kicked the hell out of them all. So that's how you change things in Miami. You're two and four. You're not going to make the playoffs. It's it is that simple. There's too many other AFC teams that will grab up a wild card before you because you're not winning this division, and the Bills might be the team that'll grab up the other one. But the Bills overall. I hate the fact to say that they're pretty good, and it started with all the talk with the uh, Patriots game, you know, and, of course, they've been on a roll ever since. But I, I, I just don't want to give Rex Ryan credit, but you have to. Miami's 8-17 and 17 in division games since 2011. That's putrid. Putrid. And the Bills are the only team to defeat the Patriots this season who are, beat them 16 to nothing in Foxborough. But then again, that was not without Tom Terrific. So, I don't know. Buffalo leads the NFL uh, in rushing for the second straight uh, season, averaging 163 yards a game and 200, uh, mark that, 211.8 for, uh, in the four weeks. So, since they fired uh, the offensive coordinator, Greg Roman. So, I don't know. Is there a different team without Greg Ryan? Obviously, it is. I still think their problems are defensively. And the rank, the rankings for the Dolphins, 31st against the run. This is not a game set up for Miami to win. And there's there's no surprise in this game. And that's how bad the Miami Dolphins are. It makes me mad because they are better than that. All right, another game that's up, up I, I, and by the way, I, I, I do have the Bills in this game. Now, the interesting game right now is huge. It, it's the game of the week as far as well, are you going to make a freaking move or not? And I'm talking about the Indianapolis Colts, who are fourth in the AFC South, go up against the team second in the AFC South in Tennessee. Now, Tennessee, they haven't had anything to cheer about against them as they're 2-14 and 14 at home. So it's not like they're, you know, being huge at home. But Tennessee right now, Mike Malarkey, after, you know, a 28-26 to 26, uh, victory, this is what he said. And it, it's kind of interesting. He says, what an alley for this team to have a support like that from this fan base. To have crowd noise like we've never had it before. And he, and that, he might be right. No one thought the Tennessee Titans would be there. I didn't. But I thought the Colts would be better. Their offensive line has got awful, and they're giving up so much in the secondary. So when you're looking at that football team, you know, the Indianapolis Colts, they need this game not just to keep pace with with Tennessee. They'll tie them up, but, you know, they, they need it for that team, the team morale. And if you're not – and I'm going to put it out there. Indianapolis, if you're not going to protect your franchise, you don't deserve to win. And that's what I'm getting. That's what I'm looking at. That's what I see in Indianapolis. I mean, it, Andrew Luck's got to run for his life. 
you know, take all the money that you saved with Peyton Manning and getting Andrew Luck, which was the smart thing to do. I still believe that to this day. But spend some damn money on the offensive line so Andrew Luck can get more than two seconds because he's not getting it. And Andrew Luck looks bad, and it's because of the offensive line. It's not because Andrew Luck all of a sudden forgot how to play the NFL game. This guy played well in his first three years. And what's been going on for the last two years is coming from the offensive line. Any team would give up their franchise player right now that didn't have a quarterback for Andrew Luck. So I don't want to hear it. But Tennessee is a football team that is not very good. And what's more crazy about it is, is a victory would give the Tennessee Titans a Four and three record to be right there with Houston, who's four and two in this division. And then the Indianapolis Colts will drop to two and five. There's a lot of implications. This is a big division game. It quite possibly is the biggest division game on the slate here today. And, you know, Indianapolis, I think they got a chance in this game. I'm, I'm picking Tennessee. I'm picking the home team. And Indianapolis, if they're going to get it better, they're going to have to prove it a little bit more to me. And they deserve to be where they are. And that's because of who runs this team, where they're spending the money, and they're just not that smart. They're two and three in their last five games, folks. Two and three. Against opponents that they should be beating the hell out of. Especially within this division. There's nobody in this division that says, oh, this is a powerhouse. Even though the Houston Texans are four and two, Brock Osweiler isn't lighting down the line here. Okay, Brock Osweiler is average at best. Indianapolis is going to lose this game, and it's going to be sad. But they are on the road. And I just don't, you know, and I'm not saying Marcus Mariota is the second coming, but he's going to be good enough with as bad as that secondary is. So money needs to be spent on offensive line secondary for the Indianapolis Colts in order for them to win this division, or you're going to have a mediocre Houston Texans team winning this division. And, folks, mind you when I tell you that Houston is mediocre. Just because they're winning this division, and, and, and I'm going to tell you what they are. They score 18 points a game. That's, eight, that's 30th in the league. They're 27th in total yards at 327 yards. Their passing is 216. That's 30th. Their rushing is the only thing they got going for them. They're 10th with 100. That's not enough either. So what's going on with the Indianapolis Colts? Well, it's really simple. We talked about that offensive line. It's got to get – something's got to change. And they need something in the Listen to this number. Just listen to this, okay? The Indianapolis Colts score 26.7 points a game. That's good enough for seventh in the NFL. They're throwing the ball 364 yards a game. That's good enough for 13th. The pass 
262 yards. It's good enough for 12th. And they're rushing the ball at their 17th. Well, you expect that because you have Andrew Luck. Now, Indianapolis, when you look at a lot of things like that, and, and, and you've got to ask yourself the question usually, okay? When you, when you are taking on a team that is mediocre at best, but you've got that new quarterback, okay? You've got the guy that's going to make the difference for this, for this football team. Listen to these numbers, okay? Titans are scoring 20 points a game. That's 20 seconds. It's worse than the Colts. Run, uh, total yards, 366 yards. Now, they are beating the Colts in that, in the passing yards. Run, uh, passing the ball, they're 29th with 219. No, no. But it's the rushing game. It's the balance that's going to happen here, folks. You got DeMarco Murray who can get through a hole, find the hole, make the place. Indianapolis is in trouble because of a running game, and they won't be able to stop it. And especially if DeMarco Murray gets to the second level, whether it be on a run or a screen pass, he makes people miss. And Indianapolis is not going to be able to cover anybody. They're not going to be able to stop the running back from getting yards. This one's going to hurt the Indianapolis Colts. It's going to hurt them. And I have Tennessee in this game. It, it's, it, and it's sad that I have to pick the Tennessee Titans. But heading on to the next game, the Houston Texans. They're 2-4. and four. They're taking on Denver Broncos, who lost last week on the road to a Charger football team that can score a lot of points. Houston 4-2, and two, they're going to come down to earth today because they're going to get a defense. And don't tell me that Brock Osweiler knows this defense. He may know it, but he won't be able to escape it. Oh, yeah, he's seen it in practice. You had a red jersey on, Brock, okay? You're going to get your ass handed to you today. And you want to talk about a team that wants to put a hurting on somebody? I'm going to tell you right now. And this is not what DeMarco uh, – um, Oh, geez, so his name just came in. Uh, DeMarcus Ware, not in this game. DeMarcus Ware would love to be able to crush you, but he's not in this game. But they got another guy that will. So, former Denver, you know, I still think they should have kept Brock Osweiler. Because when you got a defense that good, you can develop your quarterback. But John Elway did not see anything in him. But then again, John Elway didn't see that much in Tim Tebow either. And the little bit of difference here is is that we're at least being able to see Brock Osweiler. But with consecutive losses to the Falcons and the Chargers right now, within a span of five days, the Broncos, you know, they they may be tired, but I I don't think – that this game means very much to them as far as worry because of what they bring to the football field. Last two games, you know, for the Broncos, they, they haven't looked good. Starting slow in games, they're going up against the Texans. That's not going to matter today. That is a problem for the Broncos, but it's not going to matter today. They're playing Texans. 
Now, when you're the Texans, you should have that championship pedigree. And right now, the Broncos admittedly don't have it. Broncos, 282 yards, three touchdowns on the ground in those opening two victories that they had. Since then, in the four games since then, they went to 4.7 yards of carry in week number one to 3.3 yards per carry in those four games we're talking about. Totaling 309 yards and only one score on 95 rushes. Guys, it's just not going to get the job done. C.J. Anderson has to be better. He's leading the team with 330 yards and three touchdowns on 94 carries. I do the math. It's just a little bit over three, about three and a half. He needs four and a half. He does. Osweiler right now, you know, if, if you want to think that this guy is the main attraction for any football team, go ahead. He's attempted 30 passes over the, um, you know, he attempted 30 passes for the Broncos, okay? He led them to a 5-2 and two record, which got him the $37 million. But since then, he hasn't been anything to write home to mama about. Lamar Miller, though, you know, this guy, he signed up as a free agent for the uh, Texans, and he's rushed for a season-high 149 yards and a touchdown against Colt last Sunday. Okay, that's where they're going to get a lot of their stuff. But I'm going to tell you right now, you're not running on this this football team. It's just not going to happen. And with all due respect to Lamar Miller, you know, you're going up against one of the better defenses in the NFL. It's just not going to get the job done. Texans don't have enough to get the job done in this game. So that's that's what it does boil down to. Now, an interesting game here. Minnesota Vikings, 5-0. and They're first in the NFC North going against the Philadelphia Eagles, 3-2. and They lost two games in a row. Oh, my gosh, the sky is falling down in Philadelphia. And when the sky starts falling down, it just doesn't go for a little bit. It goes for a long time. Minnesota, they're 5-0. and Listen, they're off the bye. Carson Wentz playing well. Sam Bradford goes back to Philadelphia. And we're going to find out who the better team was. But listen, the defenses on both these teams are good, but right now Minnesota is just that, that good defensively. And Sam Bradford doesn't have to be great. Now, is that good for them? No, it's not. Let's be serious. But While Wentz is winning these games, losing the last two, he's got to change his mind. He's got to get his mind back into the winning ways. The 5-0 and Vikings, they're on top of the NFC, and Bradford has won all four starts since he's been there, since replacing Sean Hill, who got the, the first week start. So... The Eagles went ahead and decided to send Carson, you know, Wentz to the starter, you know, line over Sam Bradford. And now, right now, Sam Bradford and the Minnesota Vikings, 
I, I don't want to say that I'm going to pick them for even the NFC Championship. With Teddy Bridgewater, this team was going to the Super Bowl. I really believe that. Then they lost Adrian Peterson. Those two one-two punch makes it hard, hard, hard. Wentz, 65% of his passes for 1,186 yards, seven touchdowns, and only one interception. Passer rating of almost 100, 99.9. So that's going to be good. Right tackle, Lane Johnson, starting on his 10-game suspension, is huge. And I will tell you right now, with him not in the game, the Redskins, they attacked that rookie who took his place big time. Blitzes. As much as I want to see the Eagles win this game because I would like to see the NFC East get a monkey wrench thrown completely into it. I don't think it's going to happen here today. The Vikings have 19 sacks, led the NFL with a plus 11 turnover differential. (laughs) All the things are just not looking good for the Eagles in this thing. And and, listen, I don't want to say Sam Bradford is a great quarterback, but we've seen that this guy had the potential to do what he does. And you say whatever you want. The the offensive coordinator up there, his name is slipping my mind. He's called a quarterback wizard, quarterback ghost. Well, Sam Bradford is a viable guy again, okay? Six touchdowns, no interceptions, 70.4 completion rating, and 109 passer rating. When's the last time Sam Bradford's been that good? He hasn't. Minnesota leads the NFL in defense, only allowing 12.6 points a game. That defense, they spent a lot of money in there, and they got their first-round draft pick of Harrison Smith, and then with safety Xavier Rhodes, cornerback, and Anthony Barr, defensive tackle, Sharif Floyd. I mean, God. You want to talk about defense that is stacked, and and that goes back to Bradford. You don't have to do too much to win this game. And they might be able to get a little help against the Eagles. Who knows the offense there? Duh. Sam Bradford knows the offense. So I, I I don't see how the Eagles get the victory here today. I want them to win. Like I said, I want to see them throw a monkey wrench in that NFC uh NFC East, big time. I'm going with Minnesota, going to 6-0. and Who would have thought after they lost Teddy and Adrian Peterson? Don't know. Saints, 2-3, and three, third in the NFC South. Take on the Kansas City Chiefs, who are 3-2, and two, and they are tough at Arrowhead, folks. I'm telling you. So... When you look at those kind of things and you see what Kansas City does at home and the Saints who, you know, they're getting good play from their quarterback, Drew Brees, and they just got awful defensively, what is going to happen in this game? This one here was a tough one for me to pick. Because I think Drew Brees is going to be good on this one. I think this is going to be huge for him. Good game. 
in line. And I think they blow off whatever they, uh, they – I'm going to look at it. The over and under in this game has got to be low, but I think they, they're going to blow it out. Here it is, 51. So it's not as low as I thought. I thought it would be in the 40s, but it's 51, and they're going to blow that out of the water. And that's coming from the Saints side. They get 20 points because uh, this game is going to be won with a 30-20 to 20 score. Okay, 30 30- whatever, 20-whatever. I think they go over the 51. So, because neither one of these defenses are stopping anybody. Kansas City's at home. Uh, the Saints, uh, this is going to be my upset special today because the Chiefs are, you know, scheduled to win this game. They're giving up six and a half. But I think I think the Saints are going to win this game, and it's because the Kansas City Chiefs offensively they're they're really predictable. Now, if they get the ball downfield and Andy Reid lets Alex Smith throw the ball down the field, but I don't think he will because they don't do that. They don't let Alex Smith do what he can't do well. And if they pinpoint enough on him, I think I, and I, I hate to say that because I think that, I think Chiefs are going to lose today. This is my upset today. I've actually been pretty good on my upsets. First two weeks were horrible. After that, I've been good. This one here, I think there's got a mind for an upset. I got the Saints in this one. It's going to be a good game, though. I, I think this is going to be a fun game to watch. So, interesting stuff going on there. Now, we've talked about all the games here, so what we're going to do is we're going to clear it up and be done here. But that having been said, don't forget about catching us every Sunday here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're out of here, everybody. Have yourself a great day. See you next week.